DeAndre Ayton back with the Phoenix Suns after they matched the offer sheet uh, extended to him by the Indiana Pacers. And ripple effects all around. And a man who wrote about those uh, ripple effects for SI.com joins us right now as we are joined by uh, Rohan Nodkerney on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Rohan, uh, thanks for joining the show again. We appreciate it. How are you? Uh, my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing well, too. Uh, with, with this in the rearview mirror for now, and, and I, I really enjoyed your piece about the ripple effects. And we'll start with the first one that you talked about, and that is the one here locally that it looks like as we speak here on July 19th, the Phoenix Suns are poised to run it back. If that is indeed the year-long strategy for this team, how well do you think that will serve them, and how equipped are they in your mind to – uh, handle the rest of a very, very tough Western Conference? Yeah, I still think the Suns will absolutely be a contender. I mean, we've seen this this group with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre and have a really high floor. I do think we saw some flaws with this team in the postseason. I still think they need some help, particularly at the backup point guard position. Uh, so I, I think they'll be a contender in the West, or I think they'll be kind of the runaway number one seed they were last year no I, I do think the Clippers on paper if healthy look to be very good the Nuggets I think are going to be better next season so I don't think the Suns are, are going to be able to separate themselves like they were last season I think they'll be a contender I think it's smart to keep the core together uh, but you would maybe like to see them tweak this roster just a, t- a tiny bit more than maybe they have so far this summer. Yeah, there there are people among them, Jeff and Gundy, who who think the Suns overachieved in the regular season and kind of got their just dues in the postseason, which is which is to say that they some people see them as that try hard team that may not be built for for winning a championship. Where do you fall on that as it pertains to their nucleus? I don't see them as, as one of those teams that, that overachieved. This wasn't a, a young team necessarily that was trying so much harder than everyone else in the postseason. Uh, you look at so many of the advanced stats surrounding the Suns last year, uh, whether it was their clutch offense, their half-court offense, their net rating, et cetera. Uh, to me, they really did fit the profile of a championship team. Uh, we, we can relitigate that, that game seven against, against Dallas. I mean, I was in the building. That's still one of the more shocking, I think, NBA results in recent history. I think if you played that game a hundred times, I think I've said that on the show before. If you played that game a hundred times, I don't think uh, that outcome happens again, frankly. So uh, to me, they did fit the profile of a championship contender last year. I think they were very well could have won the title. Uh, it's just going to be a different beast uh, this next season in the West because there are a lot more teams that I think uh, have improved and kind of have caught up to the Suns, frankly. Rowan Nodkerney from SIA.com, our guest here on the 72-sold sports line. So Aiden gets uh, what he wanted. Yes, it was a year less than what he wanted last summer, but let's rewind to last summer. A lot of us thought, Rohan, that uh, the Suns would extend DeAndre Aiden, give him the full five-year max. That didn't happen. But to revisit that, had the Suns done that last summer, do you think DeAndre Ayton would still be a member of the Phoenix Suns or do you think they would have already dealt him this offseason to try to pursue Kevin Durant? Uh, That's really the million-dollar question. Uh, The Durant thing, it's just hard to gauge what his value is right now, how serious the Nets are about trading him, uh, what it's really going to take if they really want players or if they really want picks. Uh, I, I think that, frankly, the Rudy Gobert trade has complicated a lot of, uh, of factors here uh, just because of the massive haul the Jazz were able to receive for him. I mean, the Nets, rightfully so, should ask for even more 
uh, for Durant than what the Jazz got for Gobert. Uh, it's a, so I think it's a little difficult for me to connect that dot. Uh, I will say I think that they they still had an opportunity to trade DeAndre for Durant this year. It would have been a little more complicated had he been signed last year. But, you know, in some ways it might have been a little bit more palatable to trade him this year because he would have had the less year on his deal and he would have been, pay, been paid less money in a sign-and-trade. So I, I don't think it's that uh, quite that simple had they signed DeAndre last year. They're definitely making the Durant trade. All right. Why don't you uh, elaborate on the souped-up Western Conference? Because I do agree with you. I think some teams are going to be back in play. Who do you target as teams that have caught up with the Phoenix Suns? Sketch out for us, if you don't mind, your view on the West next season. Absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, you have to start with the, the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, provided Kawhi Leonard, who obviously is such a mystery to all of us. If he comes back uh, on paper, that's a fantastic team that, uh, is incredibly versatile. I mean, uh, people, I think, have forgotten. You know, they made the Norm Powell trade, the Robert Covington trade uh, at the deadline last season. You pair those guys with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, Reggie Jackson's there. They just have so much length and versatility. Uh, I think on paper they're going to be one of the better teams in the league. The Denver Nuggets get back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., presumably. Uh, when those guys were healthy playing alongside Aaron Gordon and Jokic, they were fantastic. I mean, they've done a really good job with their rotation in the summer, getting better defensively, getting a guy like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, Bruce Brown. So, I mean, that's two teams right there. The Grizzlies uh, are obviously on the upswing. You're still contending with the Golden State Warriors. So I, I think there are, frankly, a lot of good teams in the West. The Wolves, I think, will at least be better in the regular season. We'll see what happens uh, with the Gobert trade. But uh, there's just a lot, a lot of talent top to bottom. We're speaking with Rohan Nodkarni of SI.com here on the 72 Sold Sports Line. In that uh, same piece that I referenced, you also mentioned another ripple effect, and that is that Kevin, you know, obviously with DeAndre Ayton, out of any potential trade for Kevin Durant this offseason, that KD's uh, options are dwindling. I get the Brooklyn Nets being as patient and deliberate as they they can be on this because they want the most return for Kevin Durant. But do you sense in, in what you've gathered, Ryan, that uh, that Kevin Durant could become more difficult, more adamant to, uh, to to worm his way out of Brooklyn to somewhere else this offseason? Or do you think this drags into the season? I don't know if it'll drag into the season. I, I do think ultimately the Nets are going to seek a resolution uh, only because it just seems untenable for them to have a repeat of the season they had last year, which I think by all accounts seems to have been really exhausting for everyone involved. Uh, I, I think with Durant, uh, this is so complicated. It could be a trade that ends up taking three or four teams and so many picks and so many players, et cetera. I, I still think uh, if he really wants it to get done, it gets done before the regular season, but I mean, I think Kevin Durant's a smart individual. I'm sure he's surveyed the landscape of the league. I'm sure he recognizes how difficult it is to trade someone like himself. Uh, So I think it's going to come down to how hard he pushes. Uh, It would surprise me if if we start the season and both KD and Kyrie are on the Nets roster Mm. uh, because they've also had a weird offseason. I don't know if they're really preparing uh, for a championship chase or preparing for... Uh, a different kind of team. I mean, they did bring back Patty Mills and sign Rice O'Neal, et cetera. So I, I think it might come down to just how hard Durant is willing to push himself out if he's able to expand that list of teams uh, that he wants to go to. I think that'll help a little bit. But 
I still kind of imagine it getting done before the regular season, only because of how much of a headache everything seemed to be in Brooklyn last year. Rohan, thanks so much uh, for joining us, making some time for us. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Anytime, guys. Much appreciated. Hope you're enjoying the summer. Yeah. In Phoenix, <laughs> not so much. <laughs>